this scripture and then we bring it to our value. The new command I give you, Jesus said, love one another. As I loved you, so you must love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Not referring to these scriptures already. Jesus praying with gospel of John. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through my message. That all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. I've given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I am them, and you and me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved me, even as you have. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them, even as you have loved me. Acts chapter 2. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Acts chapter 4. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions were their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them, in them all, that there was no needy person among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them brought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. Amen. Let's share them all. Powerful words, aren't they? That book is very wonderful. Uh, powerful, powerful words, you know, and this is what we come to, you know, in 2019, March of 2019, I think it was, you know, so there's another, that's three years ago, so there's 30 years of my life prior to March 2019. And yet 2019 is like a defining defining line or a defining line in my in my decades of walking with Jesus. And what was what was that that Ron and I got together to pray for the church? Got together to pray. What were we not praying before that? Of course we were. What were we not seeking God's heart before that? Of course we were. But you know when God is doing something new, the old looks very, very old. Or the glory of God for today makes the glory of God for yesterday look like no glory at all. So, such is the glory of God for today. When you look back and you go, oh, we're not praying, we're not seeing a lot of caution where. But that, that was a, a moment in their lives where, and in the life of liberty and their journey with the Lord as a church and as leaders, that, that we said, Lord, we want to seek your face for what you want. And whatever you don't want, we don't want. And whatever you want, would you give us the heart and the courage to go for what you want? And, and we sought the Lord, we went to seek the Lord in that manner. And we, so we, we said to meet every morning, and Rob described the great last week, he says, we decided to meet before anyone else would get up. So we, we were meeting, I was out of my house at 6 o'clock, driving to Rob's house, and, and voice of verses the next day, before anyone, you know, needed to get in any way. 
that we went in, and we were gone with this intent. And yet, when we got the first one, I was in love, and I was in my house, and uh, just the presence of God came, and we ended up after three days, and we got what happened, other than Jesus, and seeking Him for us. I tell you those days, I remember one day in God's house, I was sitting on the sofa, and the only word I can describe it is it's a slang word where I was guilty enough. <laughs> I was like, man, this love is so, I said, Jesus, I could stay here forever. It's like I was, like, El Mala or something, I was like, I could stay here forever. And, uh, but that was, and then how did that God start to show us things about his church, start to show us how, you know, like, things like pictures of him leading the church, like a king on a horse, and all, and all this stuff. And out of all of this, this is a couple of years, three years later, out of all of this, that we, we realized things that we, we were, we were, that we need to put down in mind and say, this is who we are, and this is where we want to grow from. Not that we want to stay where we want to grow from. And we believe that these values is what sums up everything Jesus wants from his church. And if we commit ourselves, which we are, to being this type of church. Because you know the way it works with God? How we got saved was, yeah, he showed us his own grace. But we responded with a decision. And then heaven comes in and helps us to back up the decision we've already made. That's the same thing. We can't do this outside of God. We can't do any of this outside of God. But in him we can do all things. And I've been so encouraged and so blessed over the last couple of weeks of hearing and listening and being in different locations of hearing these values being expressed, being, being, and not only being expressed, but being, being demonstrated. And one of the things from last week, because I nearly forgot, that we were asked to, you know, to do things to love our neighbours. And we said that we'd open the space and everybody wants to share anything that they've done and we show that you can speak now over our own place. Oh. Where you from? She's going to love her neighbor right now. Please share it with someone. If you want to share it from the phone, don't go. I don't want to be bragging or something like that. It's not bragging. Here you go. You're not going to ask us, are you? Hello, my name is Sarah Wilson. This week I bought a big case. I put it in the solar cross. And I invited six people. They were joining. They were sleeping well, and especially that night when it was very cold, I stayed there myself because two of them were afraid to stay there by themselves. And I stayed with them. And, and thank God, they all were saved. I bought the healers for that, for that, for that. For that tent. It's a four man tent, by the way. Very, 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 very good. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't that spicy because I'm not around self. And I want to testify with you this morning in Jesus' name. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Anyone else? Last thing I want to do is I'll let you work because this is the last day at all. And Rob? Yeah, it was only a simple thing about so I was preaching on last week on, um, where did I preach from? Where Jesus is like, you know, when I was naked and he clothed me, I was mm. hungry and he fed me, I was a stranger and he visited me. And, uh, and then during the week, I was woke up in the middle of the night where there was a guy, there was a guy who I met in San Francisco, who ended up in Hong Kong, who ended up back in San Francisco, and he had a fellow who he led to the Lord in Hong Kong who was coming to Ireland, right? Convoluted story. But in the, in the road of all, coming to Ireland, this young fellow was coming to study English or whatever. And I was messaging him back and forth to help him get settled in. And then he arrived a couple of months ago, 
and uh, he texted me something, and uh, I didn't have time to respond back then, and it dropped down into my WhatsApp, and then just got lost in the, you know, unread messages. And the Lord just brought it back to me, and was like, I was a stranger, and you're welcome to the end. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's not a big huge kind of story, but I woke up in a coffee guy and texted him this week to just try and connect it. Super, super simple stuff, but it felt prompted by the Lord. I love the key touch it has. That's one of the hardest shots. Sometimes you grab the mic. I know for me, I asked the streets to keep me accountable for this, so she's not there for like a neighbor of three dollars sale. And we know we don't know them, but they're neighbors for a community. Just I said this a month, few months ago, and I didn't do it. And like then hearing them all preach last week, I was like, I need to do this this week. And it was just basically in two, two, two or three dollars sale neighbor. And the lady has cancer, her husband's just returned. And I just I've seen him on the way in, and I know him as his uncle. His uncle, if you need anything in the shop, I want you to know that just not being really willing to do anything. You have a car, get out of my car, or whatever. And just, yeah, was it a great big revelation of who God is? And I was just showing love to somebody that, that may, may need that. And maybe we continue. That's not a one off, this is something. And we share them in a way, in a sense, because, like, I think, like, you know, Jesus, God said that Jesus, did you give a cup of cold water in my name? If I want to raise the dead, and Jesus is like, do you want to give a cup of cold water alone? And it's like, so we think that it's the huge things. And Jesus brings it down. It's such the simple things of life, the basics of life. And this week is about loving one another. So, so Patrice is already on the, putting out the things, uh, the, the, the requests, so that we get to pray one another and we show each other love in this manner. And Jesus said this, this is a command. This is not like, you know, this is not like give or take something. Jesus is saying, this is a new command that I'm, gonna, I'm giving you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. It's like, whatever you do, you must love one another. You must get this into you. You must get this command that this is not, this is not like a, I'll take or I won't take it. But to love one another. And to love one another. What, and as I have loved you. What a command. That's like, Lord, how can I love people? The way you loved me. How can I give my love life up on them? How can I, you know, let, let, let you know, prefer them over myself? How can I lay down my life? I can't do that, Lord. I can't do. But yet, He commands this of us, His church. And then, um, the loving one another. Like, I don't know, loving neighbours is sometimes a bit easier than loving one another in the church. Just be honest. You know, because I don't have to do life with them. But this life that Jesus has called us to, this fellowship, this community, is that we do life with one another. We rub each other up the wrong way. You get to see, you know, our, our, our flaws, our failures, our character. You go, yeah, you a bit thorny or she's a bit like whatever, you know, but we're still called to love. To love that is like, it's, it's an incredible that we love each other as he has loved us. I don't know you, but that's a tall order, isn't it? That's like, Lord, you know, for God's sake, watching each other's street is even easier in some ways than loving one another with our faults, with our bad days, with our crankiness. But we're called to this. We're called to this. We're called to love one another as he loved the church. And he says, and they'll know that you're my that you walk with me the way you love one another. And yet we understand that that's not an easy ask. But love always produces. Love always produces. Adam and Eve was, 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 was created out of love because love always gives. Love always produces. And, and Jesus, that's the scriptures I read out. Jesus said, here's what I want to produce. That, that we are one. 
as him and the Father is one God. That that community that within the Trinity would be the same community, the same bond that is within the church. And again he says, and then they know that my message is true, and that they know that I'm sending them, and they will hear that message boy, because they're one. And oneness is huge. I think, one, I think we get mixed up in the church. Unity is usually, we, we mess that word up, I think. That word unity, because unity usually means that if you, you, you believe everything I believe, if you sign up to the tens of faith that I have, well then we're unified. But if you don't stop believing them, or you break one of them, we're out of unity. And I don't think God would allow unity to be down to someone's fickle mindedness. I think unity, what, what he thinks, what he believes it is, is this oneness. Because oneness, not only does love produce oneness, love and one another produce oneness, but oneness produces. And we'll get to that in a minute. And oneness, like when the world looks at us, I was thinking of it just last night, I was thinking about apartheid in South Africa. Do you know, you know that was in, in Israel because the church found, the church in Africa found some scriptures and made the scriptures suit what they believed. You know, Northern Ireland, the church that was supposed to love the same Jesus, was at war with each other. No wonder the world is down there, dog.
Help them get to annoy one another. <laughs> and then practice forgiveness. Here's the song. So have you been good morning to us? I know that was. I'm sure. You can show hands to us if you want. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But we can give him the recipe of his love to walk in and practice forgiveness. Why keep it up? There's not a moment that I don't have to practice forgiveness. And I've learned to practice it because I'm not going to say I'm not going to do it. It's horrible and it's inward and it hurts. And yet when I practice it, I'm freedom, I'm liberated to love others, I don't make a decision that I'm never going to love again. Because that's where all that stuff is decided to do. And everything that the scripture says, everything that Patrice mentioned in the one and numbers, is decided to liberate us. Love always liberates. Love never controls. Never, love never um, oppresses people. Never. Amen. Yeah, and we, you see in Acts 2 and Acts 4 actually, Jesus' prayer in John 17 was answered. Lord, make him one. Father, make him one as we're one. When we were one and we had these needs that were meeting with one another, and we're in one mind, just read which translation, you're in one accord, now Honda. And uh, you're in. Sorry, I'm not going to laugh. I got a laugh 50 years ago. But you're in one place together, they were, they were in. And it's all this manifestation of God, signs, wonders, miracles. Like, the church is crying out for signs and wonders, and yet we refuse in places. I've been in places, I've been a leader 20 years, I've been in a room with two people, two leaders. And they wouldn't break bread together because one that didn't like the other. <laughs> And we want miracles. We want signs and wonders. Like he's asking us to sit in our houses for one another. It's like it's a huge ask. It's a big ask of God. But he does never ask us to do something unless he empowers us to do it. We are loved by God. When I realize the depth of his love and experience the depth of his love in my heart, it helps me to love my brother and sister. And when I'm not loving, the Lord simply reminds me of how much He loves me. And how much He's filled me with His love, not one off, over and over and over again. I go, okay, Lord, give me another shot at this thing called love. Remember, does it? And, and being in fellowship, the Acts 2 42, they devoted themselves. Many are devoted to reading the Word, many are devoted to prayer, many are devoted to praying and praying. And you can do them things on your own. You can't do fellowship on your own. You can't do fellowship on your own. You can't do this stuff. Because we were designed to be with one another. We were designed to, to grow together as a body of people that we're designed for this. We're designed to, to be together, to depend on one another, to be interdependent <laughs> on one another. We're designed for everything that is human. It wants to, I don't want to go back there because I want to be hurt. You know, we all, we all joke, you better laugh at this one, right? <laughs> this fellow is 45 years of age, his mother goes and says, get up for church. I'm not going to that church today. She says, you give me two reasons why you're not going to that church. She says, I don't like those people and they don't like me. He says, you give me one reason why I should go. And she says, you're the pastor. <laughs> I'm sorry I had to preempt it all before I got it. We're designed to be together. This fellowship 
See, it's not that such and such irritates me. It's that I haven't allowed love into that place in my life that that irritation doesn't happen anymore. We're not the doctors, we're not the healers. No, we're the doctors, but we're not the healers. We can diagnose where we need healing. So it's in there in their, in their issue. And there's a guy who struggles, he's not struggles like he's paranoid, he's a methadone, he's been coming forever. But when he's saying that to me, and he always said it the wrong way, according to me. And I just told you, I'm like, Sarah, you need to talk to him because I'm telling you, I'm going to preach, I don't want to kill him. And I was like, after the boy, I'm like, if you need to come here, you. You know, it's this point of attitude. And then I'm attitude of that man. Why are you going to talk to me that way? You know, that meeting life with life type of thing. But he used to try afterwards, after you preach, you know, and you're being home, you know, and you go home, and you were like, oh, Lord, forgive me. I have to do that. Yes. Yes, that. Not him, no, it's you. And I got to the root of it, you know what it was? My, my three brothers have died in heaven. And they never once tried to do anything with their lives, in a sense. I kid you not, never once did he go anywhere to get off drugs. And I was so angry at them, even though they're dead. This lad was pressing up all the time. Because he talked like, he acted like. It wasn't him that needed anything, it was me that needed something. But being in fellowship diagnosed that. It, it, it opened me up to God to say, God, what is that? No, you're really angry at your brothers that you didn't once try to live their life. You didn't once try to get help. That was like going in love. What do we do when this happens? Most times in churches, we run. But we run from healing. We run from being for, from being loved in spite of our will journey to get to that place of healing. That's the church. There's more legal people or people that are should be are in church and you're probably even here where you should be somewhere else. Because you're healing is you don't get healing from running. You get healing by confessing. I'm struggling. So that our sins, you confess your sins so you may be healed. And we can only do that in flesh. Here's the beauty of God. He asks us all this. He gives us all of these commands to love one fellowship, to be hospitable, to be generous, to walk in forgiveness. He asks us all this and we go, Lord, that's too much for me. 59 one of Bear one another's burden, forgive one another. I looked at the end of the list, it's the most about John at the end. Love one another. Love one another. Love, find him in the middle Love, it's like being in a fresh room, it's haunting you in some ways. And so, love one another. I don't want to love one another. Love one another. Love one another. All over John, one job, two jobs, three jobs. If you're ever in Turkey and you go up to see up in Ephesus, and uh, you go up to the mountain, there's a house there, John. Mary, and he was looking after Mary, and Jesus looked after the mother, and hold your son, so hold your mother. And the, the four boys said, This is where he lived. This is the house that told me. This is where John lived anyway. And she said, Dying, he's dying in faith. His last words looked around at the body of Christ. He says, No more. This command of Jesus was something that permeate every aspect of his life as last words to the church. So we don't want to go there. Amen.
those people out there now who are really about the message of Jesus is true. With all these people that don't know who they are these, and now each other to be known by one another. And we love each other in spite of. Waiting on us to be healed. Waiting on us to be filled. Waiting on us to walk in that liberty. Walk in that freedom. That boy can have that love, that patience with my brother and sister. People out there that are being rejected will say, I know what that is. I need to get into that place. I need to be part of this. I need to be there. I need to know that the Jesus that they know. And the beauty in all this is that he doesn't ask us to do this. He says, you experience my love. You let me fill you up. That's what it says in that book of in Acts chapter 2 that we, we read out. At the beginning of that chapter was, they were all in your will. And the Holy Spirit came. And they were all filled. They weren't just doing this because it was a good society to belong to. That the Holy Spirit had transformed hearts of stone into hearts of flesh. That He poured out His love into their hearts. Romans 5 5. Hope does not disappoint you. He poured out His love into our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit, whom He has given to us on the, in the, in the day of Pentecost. We are filled with this love. Now the command that Jesus has asked us to do, He gives us the power to do because it all goes back to Him. That we do this for Him, to Him, through Him, and to Him. That when we get there, we can't boast. Oh, I don't know more than Britain. You know, we only look because I gave you that love. You only reached out because I gave you that love to reach. You only helped that brother or you left that name because I've given you that love. This love produces oneness, and oneness produces all that the church is looking for. And the people for years used to teach the football ministry in, in, in the South Assembly of Training Center training program. And, and people always come up. And I said, no, why are we not seeing miracles in the church today? And everybody understanding what would have been, well, there's no apostles being released or being recognized, it? you know all of this. Then you read the scriptures. Love produces oneness, and oneness produces giving, generosity, hospitality, forgiveness. Sign to the Lord, miracles, great power we walked in, says in great grace we walked in. Ah, Lord. At first, that's the way you understand. I love one another. And out of those things, out of that, love produces. And this is what we're called in liberty to. Will we get away every time? No, we won't. And will we have grace to forgive one another? Yes, we will. It doesn't mean we stop aiming. And reaching out and saying, Lord, will you fill us again so that we can love one another? That anyone that walks in here, that they go, there's something weird in there. But it's only weird because they don't know it. There's love in there. They actually care for one another. Someone's sort they seem to be all over. There's someone celebrating. Seems to be all celebrating with the same joy as the prayers that to receive them. I want to be part of that. We believe that this is the church that Jesus wants. And if it's work on us, when we end this, when we commit ourselves to this, when we say, Jesus, I want what you want, this church that I want, this church that you can say, Father, for the only Let's pray. <coughs> Father,
Lord, we cannot and do not want to even attempt this stuff without you. I thank you, Lord, for our first Bible that says, yeah, We are looking for God. Because without a known your love, we can walk. It's out of known, more forgiving, we can forgive. We are known. It's out of known, we have been shown mercy, that we can show mercy. It's out of you washing feet, we can wash feet. It's out of you giving up this, we can give our own. Lord, I pray that we would mirror, mirror what Jesus prayed in John. Father, as we are one, may they be one. I pray, Jesus, that out of this place, that this love for one another will produce peace. It will produce. I ask, Lord, that you would pour out your love afresh this morning. Just pray out your hands. Lord, we acknowledge we need you. We acknowledge as we read in your word. We want to be an answer to that prayer. We commit ourselves to love one another. We commit ourselves to practicing that love Lord, we want to be one. We want to be hospitable, Lord. We want to be generous of God. Lord God, we want each other's gifts of God to be to be enriched and brought out, Lord. Amen, Lord. That everyone's gift, that everyone is needed. What God is putting in you, I need and I want to see you. I pray, Lord, that, that this love will promote one another, Lord. Encourage one another, Lord. Draw out one another that what we can't draw out on our own. That every voice is heard, every gift is, is expressed, O oh God, in this place, O oh God. In their together, every place we're together, Lord. In our home churches that come, Lord, that, that we, would, we would see each other's gifts of God being manifest and enriched and in turn enriching one another with the Lord. I pray, Jesus, that you'd fill us with the fresh. But as we lift our prayer hands out, we say we need the continuous, constant, no part of your love into our hearts so that we can pour our own We receive it by you. Encourage me as well with that. So you put your hand on someone's shoulder or something. So let's just reach out for a reason and come on over there. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love that sound. So as you put your hand on that person's shoulder, you pray for Pray your best prayer. Pray like the way you want them to pray for you. That same passion, that same faith, that same love. That we confess, Lord, that we love one another. And wherever we lack, Lord, we look to you, we look to you to fill their places, oh God, Lord, so that we can be an extension of your love to one another, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that we would be the church that is one that anything that is ever killed the Lord, that we be committed to bringing it into rightness, oh God. Father God, we be committed, oh God, to say, forgive me, or receive a forgiveness, or hang on a minute, that's not right. So that we could be one, Lord Jesus. Okay, every place where oneness is not manifest, oh God, in your Where love is not 
manifest you will manifest you. Lord, I love to bring healing and freedom, Lord, togetherness, O oh God. Father, oneness, O oh God. I love to bring all of those things, O oh God. Now, Father God, that we're in need, Lord, that we would speak up, Lord God, and we'd be able to receive, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We thank you. We bless one another. Keep praying for one another. That's a feeling. Father, fill us with your love and prayer. Father, give us such a love for one another, Lord God. That love that's already been given to us, Lord. We want to walk it out, Lord. And as we walk it out, would you continue to pour it out, Lord? Thank you, Jesus. We bless you for one another, Lord. Bless you for every gift that's in this place, oh God. Every gift that you've put in each one of us. I want to tell you that your gift is, is wanted here. Your gift is wanted within the body that we need you. We need the gifting of God. We need your personality. What God is pouring to you, your gifting, your talents, we need it all. And we pray, Lord, as them gifts are brought out, drawn out, Lord. See, love will not judge you. So, Lord, we commit ourselves not to judge one another, Lord God, out of place of criticism and put somebody down, oh God, but that we would treat people that love enough to build up strength in the name of the Lord Jesus. Bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen.